the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This episode is number 289 for the week commencing Monday the 4th of August 2014. My name is Edwin Herman. I'm joined by my friend and co-host Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Howdy. Hey, it's good to have you on the Skype connection once again for another <laughs> lovely episode of the Boys of Tech. <laughs> To cover three stories that you're absolutely so passionate about. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> For, it, uh, it's, it's hard to describe in words. Well, you know what? I was exp- I was half expecting Ben to show up on this episode, and he was go- he would have had a field day about our first story, which is about Microsoft's Chinese offices being raided by government officials. Were they really raided? Well, raided's probably an emotive term that, that's been banned, but it's all over in, the media. Indeed, because it, it seems more like they visited. several offices in China were visited by government officials. Yeah, I know. I've seen a number of stories but, but, using the term raided. Have you, have you seen that yeah, as well? Yeah, I've seen nothing which indicates that anything was taken away or there were people with guns and, and all of the things that you think of when you hear the term raided. But then I guess that's because we, when we hear the term raided, we generally hear it in association with things happening in America. And there it's generally um, people with guns turning up and taking all your stuff. Either that or Kim.com in yeah. Auckland. But that's kind of one of the same, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, politics aside, look, what happened, it's actually not very clear what's happened, but what we do know is that a couple of months ago, the Chinese government notified Microsoft that it was looking at banning the use of Windows 8 on new computers, opting instead for homegrown Linux-based distributions. Now, how widespread this ban was, um, it's not entirely clear. I'm not quite sure the details of that. But whether this has something to do with that, we no one really knows. It does all just seem more of the backwards and forwards of China and the US. So I think it is entirely political. And Microsoft is just caught in the middle of it being a company that is attempting to put out its product and its product being uh, an operating system which, you know, <laughs> there have been many implications for a lot of operating systems coming out of the US as to how secure they really are against the US government's own prying. I think it's once again all part of the whole parts of the American government like to spy on everybody and how much of which companies have let that spying occur or are complicit in it. And, and this is, as we, you know, everybody knows how the, the Chinese government and the American government have had their relationship. <laughs> which relationship? Well, exactly. their whole international relationship is bandied about. They are in, intimately tied together economically, but all of the other aspects of them with the spying accusations backwards and forwards and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah. 
Yeah, look, it's on both sides. And as you know, uh, the U.S. has... been going on for decades. Yeah, it has. I mean, the U.S. has been accusing uh, China of, of spying on them and, and uh, you know, embedding things China in their products. China has accused the U.S. And, of spying it, on them. Exactly. So I, you, I think you might have a point. I think it's probably political. I think it's probably something to do with this. And I think, as you say, I think Microsoft's caught up in this. It's unfortunate too, but it's a good, from the Chinese point of view, it's it's a great uh, pawn, if you like, to use because Microsoft's operating system is hugely popular. I don't know if it's the 95% of the desktop that it once was, uh, desktop market, but it's certainly uh, the predominant, still, the predominant Indeed. desktop operating system. And China is a huge market. Indeed, and using this using this company as a a pawn in this battle, um, yeah, we've seen a lot of other countries which have had um, revelations about how deep America's spying onto them has occurred, and seen the what they are thinking of doing to prevent this sort of thing, and how they are distancing themselves from U.S. things. So it's entirely possible more of this sort of thing will occur. Mm. Until these companies that provide these services can prove um, that they are in no way complicit to America's government spying actions. You see, I can't imagine either that. Well, I was going to say, although now I'm not so sure, I was going to say that I can't imagine that Microsoft would be sort of keen on, if you like, on this whole government spying thing because it, it knows it's. if. Oh, indeed. You know, that it it could be at risk if it's implicated in it. Now, having said that, I don't know whether it either has the choice. That's what I'm not sure, whether the government has said to... Well, that is the point, isn't it? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. If you are a company that is based in a country and the government of that country comes down and tells you that you have to do this thing, then what's going to happen? Just like there's been, you know, of the past um, month or so, more and more revelations about uh, crypto standards, etc., that were coming out as being the the standard that everybody used. Uh, And it's, you know, come about that a lot of the bits and pieces that built up these crypto standards came from the NSA and were intentionally flawed. Yeah. The important thing, though, to remember is that the principle and concepts of encryption are not flawed, but certain, as you put it, Brett, certain implementations exactly have been, certain implementations have that have been put forward as standards to be used were intentionally flawed. Yeah, mm. and this has once again, you know, once again, shaken the foundation of trust in the different things that that we rely on, that we use. Yeah, well, it comes down to who's... Is your internet banking actually safe? Because uh, a government agency intentionally introduced a flaw so that it could keep an eye on you. But what's to say that, you know, a criminal organisation hasn't already figured out what that flaw is and is utilising it as well to keep an eye on you? Ah, yes, yes. It's the whole point. Once you introduce a flaw, um, no matter how noble or big brother your intention is... That flaw can be found, and a lot of these flaws are being found by other security companies, you know, that are investigating these things or organizations that are there purely to investigate the the, the actual stability or um, safety of these um, different technologies. And, yeah, this, this information is being known, and you can damn well be sure that there are criminal organizations out there doing the exact same thing. And if... If you can't trust that these things are actually secure, 
by introducing an actual hole, you are introducing a way for criminals to get to utilize the technology. It's they're shooting themselves in the foot. It's stupid. They should just stop doing it. It's scary, but, but true. <laughs> also, they're, they're putting egg all over their faces constantly. Nobody's going to trust them. <laughs> yeah, well, isn't that already the case now, though? Well, exactly. Mm. But they should be building that back up, putting some trust well, in, distancing themselves. Well, to spin that into something positive, the best thing you can do then is just to play Flappy Bird all day long. How about that? That's my mm-hmm. segue. It's an interesting segue. Um, I think I would prefer to see a chimpanzee on a segue. Uh, Oh, hey, that sounds interesting. As far as segues go, I guess. Uh. (laughs) Because I was going to introduce the story about Flappy Bird making a comeback in multiplayer mode. Indeed. But it's supposed to be less addictive. So it's not a game that you will, you know, spend all day playing. No. It is a game that you will get. Your, your fix a lot sooner, or at least that's the intention of the developer. He certainly has a conscience, hasn't he? Oh, indeed. <laughs> Seeing as the, the, the most widely publicised reason for him taking down Flappy Bird in the first place was he was um, losing sleep at night on seeing how much time people are wasting playing this game that he knocked together. So uh, this so, yeah, this new multiplayer version is available on what? Only available through Amazon, their Android store. Hmm. And there's no word yet, is there, as to about other platforms and other? Uh, I, I guess it'll come to other platforms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah, you're probably right. Actually, it's impossible for it yeah. not to. So I, I kind of like this idea of this uh, multiplayer. I might get, you know, I did play Flappy Bird. I think the multiplayer when, is what will make it addictive again. Yeah, I, I know. I was thinking, I, I, I he did say it's supposed to be less addictive, as you reported as well, Brett. But I too am wondering, you know, surely multiplayer mode is going to make it more addictive. Exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine us playing this at lunch? We'd never go back to work. No, I know. That'd be a two or three hour lunch, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, that sounds... Yeah, just be us tempted to do flappy food. <laughs> Maybe I should give you a challenge someday. Uh, I'll give you a challenge, uh, a multiplayer <laughs> challenge. Well, we did have that impromptu challenge the first time Flappy Bird came out and we talked about it. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, I think we uh, was we tried to get a high score of 10, I think, didn't we? When we Indeed. First, yeah. And I do believe that I kicked your butt and got it first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just by about maybe 57 attempts ahead of me. <laughs> I think I had to do something like another 57, you know, attempts to, to get uh, a high score of 10. But I finally got there. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a slow learner, but I get there in the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, on to our last story. Twitter is introducing a hashtag, Code Breaker, which is great. In other words, it's going to be a feature which tells you what the hashtag means. And that's so good because I have absolutely no idea what half these hashtags are. Indeed. I do find it interesting why they called it a hashtag code breaker because it's not a code. It's really a translation. Yeah, I know. They, it's, yeah. A, it's a hashtag translator. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's a <laughs> definition. I, I do find it so – we've talked about it many times. The uh, What wording people – well, what wording the news media use in their headlines for what these different things are. <laughs> and quite often they're just wildly inaccurate. Yeah. And uh, but just just going back to the hashtag itself, uh, I think it's uh, 
it's going to help a lot of people. It's going to help me. I know that. Uh, although I wasn't one of the people that thought the hashtag now Thatcher is dead was misinterpreted as now that Cher is dead because, of course, it's exactly the same letters, just, you know, different parts where you start new words and, you know, in new words. So uh, I wasn't one of those. I kind of got that one right. <laughs> but there are a lot of people that thought the hashtag was now that Cher is dead. And, you know, Cher came out and said, look, I'm, I'm not dead. I'm, I'm here still, okay? Don't worry, fans. <laughs> um, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So I think, uh, but, you know, apart from that as well, apart from the ambiguity of it, just the meaninglessness of some hashtags, unless you're in the know, you know? No, I, yeah, indeed. Apparently Twitter is known to roll out features or you know, new features to a very, very small subset of users, and I'm uh, unfortunately... Just to see whether or not they work before they ever actually, or if they ever actually make it into the main. That's right, and unfortunately I am not one of those uh, select few that have got the new feature so I, I went and checked uh, before recording this you know before we started this podcast and uh, no it doesn't have any translation or any you know definitions displayed so I'm still none the wiser what O-I-T-N-B means but that's okay Orange is the new black uh, Orange is the new black yep <laughs> yeah it's, it's a TV show apparently oh okay right right all right well, see, that's half the thing. When you when they ref, when they refer to a particular thing, you know, a very specific thing, such as a TV show, and unless you know the TV show, you it's not going to be mean anything to you. The whole thing becomes meaningless, and you sort of sit there reading this post, going, "What? What is that?" You know. Mm. Yeah. Well, Brett, that's it. I think we've done the episode. There really wasn't a lot well i guess the microsoft chinese thing's going to be interesting because the media's all in a flurry about that story and i think there's going to be more news in the next few weeks as to what that was about and yeah. uh, what the you know ramifications and implications are indeed so i think that's kind of the one to watch at the moment yeah Brett, it'll there, almost it, certainly be something politically motivated yeah i have a feeling you're right on that that doesn't really have anything to actually do with microsoft or windows 8 <laughs> I have a feeling you, you did right on that. Was there anything else, Brett, you wanted to bring to the table while we're still here? Uh, no, no. I, I've already made mention of the um, new things about the, the crypto standards that keep popping up over the news over the past month. What things are what things are broken, what things aren't. Yeah. There was an interesting story about... Um, oh... I cannot remember what the story was now, uh, but there was some research that was done and it was going to be presented at the, the Black Hat conference, which is uh, started or about to start. And the uh, university that two of the, the presenters worked at has um, put a hold, <laughs> basically told them that they can't go. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember what it was for, but it was to do with this whole, it was, they found... They found a, a a gap in something. Oh, okay. Uh, Black Hat's on at the moment, by the Which way. Is absolutely. <laughs> Which is absolutely useless to anybody to know because I cannot remember any of the details <laughs> of it. So I don't know why I mentioned it. Hey, that's all right. Probably it's, because it's, maybe talking about it might have jogged my memory, but it has not jogged anything. That's all right, Brett. We're going to keep that segment <laughs> in the show. It'll act as a teaser for users, uh, for users, for listeners. Sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. I just called you users. Um, 
Actually, that's not a very... If you think about it, someone mentioned the other day that the, the term user is not actually a really nice term to use. No, no. Yeah, a so user. It, it, it implies that they, they use something. Mm, and, and use can mean have negative connotations. Indeed. Now, I know there's a difference between use and abuse, but, you know, that's the whole thing about, you know, I'm not a user. Anyway, uh, Brett, uh, our listeners, it acts as this uh, little segment can act as a teaser for our listeners who wish to Google that further. In the meantime, since I haven't researched the story, I think we'll end the uh, episode there. And that concludes episode 289 of The Boys of Tech. Thank you very much for co-hosting, Brett. Always a pleasure, Ed. And, uh, look, it's great to have you back on board because... Uh, yeah, we, we, we missed you. I know you've been back since, but, you know, I think this is only, what, your second appearance since your two-month absence? Yeah, two, indeed. Two and a half, even, <laughs> something like that. All right, Brett, that's it. Thank you very much. Thanks to all our listeners, not users, but listeners. <laughs> we'll see you again, <laughs> again next week. Until then, take care. Goodbye. Bye-bye.